Welcome back to another episode of SI Tells All. Uh, today's special guest is our newest uh, addition to the SI Mentor team. So Francesca Belaine um, is going into her first semester as an SI Mentor. Um, Francesca, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the courses that you supported as an SI leader as well? First, hello everyone. My name is Francesca. I am a third semester nursing student. The courses I supported in the past are Bio-NA for one semester and Bio-67B Anatomy and Physiology 2 for two semesters. Um, this is my first semester as an SI mentor, and I'm so excited to work with all of you. Supported Bio-NA transition to 67B, um, which is something that we see a lot of our SI, even some of our leaders this semester are transitioning from courses um, what is the most challenging part of changing a course? Because I think a lot of individuals um, feel it's easier to kind of stick with what you've been doing. And For me, the biggest challenge for transitioning from Bio-NA to Bio-67B would have to be adapting to the course materials and how to plan sessions around that and adapting to student population. Um, though they're both bio classes, I think that the student population and just the personality of students are very different. Bio-1A, I did that for my first semester. Most of the students in that class were um, incoming freshmen, uh, I would say juniors mm -hmm. and sophomores, a few juniors, mostly sophomores and freshmen. And they were in the beginning of their um, pre-health major career. Comparing that to Bio67B, where most students enrolled in that class were pre-nursing students that were taking the very last class for right. before applying to nursing school. Um, I think that not only is the stress levels different, but um, the way students approach the class is very different, too. So I think that you have to adapt to that. When I was in Bio1A, students were, I don't want to say more fun, but they liked more activities and then they like playing games right. like to they like to explore more of those you know interactive games so it was really I would say it was a different planning experience whereas in Bio67B they do enjoy games but they they prefer that they get that you give them the information you know they you, you have the actual study guide in front of them um, but that's not how SI works you have to remember that you know students are there to develop the study skills that they need to mm -hmm. succeed in class, not for you to create a study guide for them. So I think right. transitioning was um, adapting to student population was definitely one of the um, biggest challenges for me. Yeah. And I think for SI leaders who've been here a while, you just know that Bio67A and Bio67B are just not courses to be played with. I think attendance-wise, they've always been our you know, biggest, the ones that bring in the biggest numbers. And I think you're right, it does come down to student population. Not to say anything about the BA1A population, but I think with the amount of pressure with nursing students, you just know that grades matter. Mm -hmm. And and everyone, of course, wants that A. So I think the, the mindset of those individuals coming into sessions for BA20, 67A, 67B is I need this, I need this A, especially if you're applying to the nursing program. And I think being able to, I mean, it's a little bit more pressure on the SI leader because you are not only dealing with a, a large group of students coming into sessions, but 
Um, also, it's it's a course that has so much content. You can't fall behind uh, identifying what is the most important, how to give them practice with that, especially when, you know, they just know that the instructor itself, like she's not playing with the course. Um, so there's just a lot of pressure with Bio 67 A and B. So while it brings some challenges, it also, I think, brings some advantages of being able to not necessarily um, worry so much about like classroom management because yeah. students are kind of there for a purpose. But yeah, I think uh, a lot of individuals go through that change of courses. And um, well, in this case, you more so seek that out. Sometimes it's, you know, because we have to restructure some of the course pairings. And so I think it was definitely a good fit for you because of course it ties directly to nursing. Mm-hmm. I know it's been some time since you've uh first transition to the SI leader role. What made you even think about the SI leader position? The SI leader position? Mm-hmm. Like a really good question. Um, I have to go all the way back to my senior mm-hmm. year of high school when I took bio a here at Fresno State. I remember being very nervous coming into a class with all college students. And then it was just me and my four friends that took took on the challenge of taking bio in, in high school. Yeah. So um, you were still in uni- university high school, right? Yes, I was in university high school. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you would sit in class and um, first day of class, my professor was like, this is this class is not a joke. Pass fail rate was, I think, a 60%. <laughs> right mm-hmm. after that, I wanted to leave the class. But then um, he introduced the SI leaders at that time. I believe there were mm-hmm. four leaders for BioNA or three. Wow. There were a lot of SI leaders for that class. And I was like, what even is SI? I, I don't know what that is. And then they told me that um, they would be facilitating um, study sessions twice or three times a week. And I was like, okay, maybe I should give it a try since mm-hmm. I was really afraid of that fail rate of the class. So mm-hmm. I went to the first SI session and then I liked it very much. Um, my SI leader was very helpful. Um, she facilitated a really good session. I got the chance to talk to other students to collaborate with them and then even form study groups with them. And then when I finished that course, SI helped me get through that course, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an email saying I would be that I should consider applying as an SI leader for BioNA. However, mm-hmm. I, I was really excited, but I, I scrolled down the email and it said that I I had to have a minimum amount of units. Knowing that I only had four units being in high school, I, I was not qualified mm-hmm. to become a leader at that time. So mm-hmm. coming into college, I took my first chem class. I think it was Chem 3A. I went to SI sessions for that too, but I did not, it didn't come to mind. I, I thought I was too busy to um, take on a part-time job, but my friend actually got the position and then as we were talking about it, she was telling me about all these fun things that she's able to do as an SI leader. And I think it was fall of 2019 when I got an email, an invitation email to apply as a bio 1A leader. And mm-hmm. I signed up without even thinking about it too much because mm-hmm. I knew I thought about it too much. I would, <laughs> I would convince like, myself. yourself out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I applied, I interviewed, and I remember... I was actually hanging out with a friend that was an SI leader at that time when I got Nancy's email that Mm -hmm. um, said that I would, if I would still be interested in taking the position. And I was so happy. I remember being so happy that I jumped. I was in the bowling alley at Fresno State. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, that was my, <laughs> that was how I even thought about becoming an SI leader. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think a lot of our SI leaders have similar experiences as well, where they went to SI. Um, I think that's awesome because most people think I can't do what my SI leader did. Like it's really intimidating. Um, and it is a lot of work, you know, transitioning into the SI leader role, you realize how much work goes into planning each session, having to come up with the content and going in and facilitating it. Likewise, you know, you also see that transitioning into the SI mentor role as well is there's so much behind the scenes. So um, I know you've gotten to see a good glimpse of that so far this summer. And of course, you'll get to see a lot more of this upcoming semester but from your experience so far what have you noticed as far as the difference in being a SI leader and SI mentor? Um, Coming into training for SI mentor I had a glimpse of how it was to plan for the semester for the upcoming semester Mm -hmm. and I got the chance to even be a part of editing things such as the planning form even the SI guide And I now realize how much thought and planning is put into building a new semester for SI. And that was something that I knew in the back of my head as an SI leader. I was like thinking to myself, you know, we're doing this for a reason. You know, Um, this is all in the very end. This is all for us and for the students. But now Mm -hmm. being on the other side of planning, I now realize that not only it's not just, you know, it's not there because it looks good. Like the planning form formatted this way looks good. But now looking back in my training experience for SM Mentor, everything, everything has a reason behind it. You know, everything has a purpose. And not only that, but the SI mentors come together at the very end or in the, throughout the whole process and think about, you know, how is this going to affect the the leaders planning? How is it, how is this going to affect the students in the very end? And I am so happy to be part of that process. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so excited for this new position. Yeah, definitely. Um, what would you say as you first transitioned into the SI leader role, uh, what would you say was the biggest challenge? I feel like the first semester is usually the roughest for everyone. Um, so what were some of the challenges that you had when you first became an SI leader? In the beginning, when I took on the role as an SI leader for Bio1A, Um, You know, you go through that whole training stuff, you get through your first two weeks of planning and elevator speeches, your first email, given that we were given a week, maybe a week of training, I kind of put that pressure on myself to make it seem as if I mastered the whole SI guide and that I, I know my content, you know, Mm -hmm. that was something that I wanted everyone to think because I wanted to show them that I was actually, I was qualified for the job. I, don't, I didn't want to have anyone doubt and think, you know, is Francesca even qualified to become an SI leader? for yeah. like, Who did we hire? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my biggest fear. So I, I wanted to put on a front and made, make everyone believe that I, I knew everything. Um, so my biggest challenge was <laughs> for myself was, overcoming that fear of asking for help because as a new SI leader that was that was definitely something that I I struggled with mm-hmm. up until the first few weeks of group meetings where I realized that you know my SI mentor is there to listen to whatever I have to say and to listen to how my sessions have been going for advice for planning 
um, even my group members within my weekly group meetings, um, they were so supportive they had to contribute to the team. Um, during SI office hours, other SI leaders would be there. You know, we would collaborate about sessions, either the ones that we are planning to do in the future or the ones that we've had throughout the week. Um, not only that, but SI pro staff, their doors are always open to, well, now it's on Zoom, but <laughs> you can always reach out to them and talk to them if you have any other questions about sessions, even just planning. Talk about your experiences in your sessions, too biggest fear was a uh, biggest challenge was overcoming that fear yeah and and it's a very common fear I think a lot of individuals experience what you call an imposter syndrome or you know it's got other names for it but I think I even see that within the mentor team sometimes uh, I think the fear is you don't want to be the one to pitch a bad idea when in reality like there's never been an idea that gets shot down and you know oftentimes we're making modifications or kind of blending multiple ideas but I think seeing um, like you said, the team respond in a supportive manner where it's not, you know, there's no ju- judgment between what's being shared. Help, do you feel more comfortable in contributing? And I think oftentimes for us leaders, that's the case as well. Until you go in um, and meet with the mentor and notice that, you know, it's not, no one's looking at you a certain way or thinking anything because of what you're asking. If anything, without asking questions, it's assumed that everything's fine and you're you're good and you're golden. Um, but you're right, you know, to think that we expect everyone to memorize the entire guide in those, you know, first was like four days of training. That's not realistic. You're learning a whole new job. Uh, I think oftentimes there's uh, pressures that individuals put on themselves, but giving yourself that grace period of like, it's going to take time to learn. It's going to take time to find your routine and feel confident and good about going into your sessions. It's normal to feel really nervous going into your first couple of sessions and kind of question everything. But but really getting over that fear is, is essentially what's going to, because if you don't, it, it's going to be the thing that holds you back. I have so much respect for SI leaders and being able to plan your sessions. Like the work that goes into the sessions is no joke. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to take that all on yourself and think that you yourself have to come up with all these original ideas and come up with all this content, that's that's a little insane, you know? Um, not to say that people can't do it, but why make your job harder when there's so many individuals, whether it's your weekly group meeting or people who've done it in the past, like SI mentors that can share strategies or activities or ways to go about your sessions. Um, So you're not necessarily losing time on just deciding something, but more so working on modifying something towards your session. And so it's like that saying, like it takes a village, like it really does, because I think it makes it easier if you're really able to lean on your team and get some advice on on some things for the sessions. So then you're an SI leader, you're now in the mentor role for the first time, just like, you know, the initial interest in the SI leader role. What made the SI mentor role kind of something that you considered? The first two semesters of my SI, SI leader journey, um, becoming an SI mentor was honestly something that I've never thought about. I enjoyed being an SI leader. I thought it was really fun to have my sessions, you know, twice per week, office hours, my group meetings, um, individual meetings, even with my SI mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, And then towards the end of my second semester of SI for 67B, my collab partner, she actually got invited to interview for the mentor role. And I was like, I could not think of a better candidate. Like I thought she was perfect for the job. You know, she helped me 
throughout my journey, my first semester of collab. Mm-hmm. And she was so supportive. And I definitely learned a lot from her um, in the SI leader role. And uh, at the end, she ended up having or getting the position. And I was very happy for her. But even after that, I would talk to her about her role as an SI mentor during SI mentor uh, SI office hours. And she would tell me about all these cool things that she's able to do, you know, participate in um, planning for the whole semester. But that I in the back of my head, I still wasn't actively thinking about wanting to become a mentor. Um, a couple of weeks after that, mm-hmm. I actually sitting in my office hours. I didn't have office hours, but I just wanted to hang out down there to talk to other SI leaders. <laughs> um, Confessions. <laughs> Um, one of my one of my um, co-workers, an SI leader too, she came up to me very stressed out. She had a session in about 30 minutes, I remember, and she was panicking because she had a feeling that her plan was not going to work out the way she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So she came up to me, asked me for advice, and I was like, hey, okay, let's look at your planning form. Just calm down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take out your planning form. Let's look at it. And I gave her ideas to maybe modify, you know, the session portion of it or the closing portion of it. And she considered those tips that I gave her. And the next day she came up to me and said that her session was actually really good and that it came out the way she had planned after revisions. And that made me feel um, really, (laughs) really nice um, Mm -hmm. seeing her very happy about the tips that we talked about. And on top of that, um, she was really excited about putting my name in the collab box. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my name's going to be in someone else's planning form. Um, <laughs> and then the next a couple of days after that, um, Nancy had called me into her office and she had introduced the idea of becoming a mentor or interviewing for the mentor and see if I'm even interested in it. Um, up until that point, I was really thinking about it, I told Nancy that it's something that I am interested in, but something that I need to give (laughs) more time to think about. And Mm -hmm. I came back a few days later, and I told her that I was interested in it, and then um, went through with the process. Yep, I remember those conversations. And you know, the funny thing is, it came down to timing, because it sounds like you, you know, have kind of given it a thought, but maybe weren't really like, oh, this is something I for sure want to pursue. By then, I'd say you you were well on the radar, on the team's radar. Um, and so it just kind of worked out in timing, I guess, because it was around the time that we were starting to narrow down our list of, okay, well, who are we going to um, invite in for interviews? And, and you know, I'm definitely glad you were interested and in, in chose to go with it. Um, because like you said, I think the story you share as well shows how you're able to really mentor um, even without being in the mentor position, you're able to still help other SI leaders plan. But now you get to kind of focus on that um, entirely. And I think that's one of the nice parts of being in the SI mentor role. What do you anticipate with this being your first semester? And of course, you're, you know, we're entirely virtual for fall 2020. What do you anticipate to be uh, maybe the biggest challenge? Or what are you maybe most nervous about um, as far as being in the SI mentor role? So the biggest challenge that I think I'll have to face as an SI mentor would have to be finding the right balance between school, my externship position, my new SI mentor role, as well as my life in general. I wanted to take on these roles because these are the things that I care about the most. I really enjoyed working with the SI team. Like Nancy says, we are the SI dream team, and I really do enjoy working with each and every one. School 
is definitely also a priority for me. So I believe that just finding that balance between work, school, and my new position as um, Mm -hmm. an extern and an SI mentor would have to be the biggest challenge I'll face this semester. Yeah, and it's definitely going to take you some time. Um, I think with the mentor position, I try to keep the schedules as consistent as I can for you all since you are balancing multiple other roles. But at the same time, you know, I feel like until we like know for sure aside our schedules, then you're able to kind of find out your schedule. But yeah, you know, the nursing program, third semester, I hear a lot of our girls say that because we've had a lot of mentors, uh, we still do, have a lot of mentors go through the program. So I've, I've heard it from Back when we had Sarah Rogers, Ian, uh, Eden, Savannah, like we, you know, we have Nicole, Cristal. And so we have all these nursing uh, students who have come through and been uh, SI mentors and talked a lot about that third semester. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sarah, I think hearing everyone kind of talk about how they're balancing that third semester and SI and it definitely gets difficult. To balance, uh, but I, I'm confident that, you know, I like you said, if if it's something that it's important to you, you're able to find find a way to make it work. And of course, we want to make sure that we don't make that any more difficult than it is already. Francesca, what is the thing you liked the least about being an SI leader? Nancy, putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be something. I mean, I think you know, even for myself, I can give you mine, but. Can it be anything about um, like experiences like with students or just anything in general? Anything in general. There's no guidelines here. Is Okay. The thing I like the least about being an SI leader. Okay. I'm going to be very honest here. Um, for some reason, every semester, there is that one student that comes into every single session, but for some reason, they like to challenge how much the SI leader knows. Okay. They would. Mm-hmm. That is that is my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. When students when students treat you like you are a professor or a teacher, which we are not. We are SI leaders. Our our job is to facilitate study sessions or SI sessions per week and have office hours where they where we don't teach. We facilitate learning. Um, but there's always that one student that, you know, puts you on the spot and tests how much you know about the content. And it's kind of tricky because if they, if you test, if you get tested about the content, then you're going to have to explain. And that's something that SI leaders don't do. And for some reason, some semesters have been tougher than others because um, some students make it very difficult. But I believe that that's, that's my biggest pet peeve back when I had an SI leader role. It's like, purposely trying to kind of get you into down the rabbit hole of like explaining things yes yes yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> hey there's no this is a si tells all so we got to tell all <laughs> yeah i'm sure a lot of other escalators can relate to that <laughs> so francesca leaders have that experience please please don't hesitate to email me or contact yeah me. <laughs> yeah definitely um, so, Francesca, uh, transitioning a little bit outside of you um, in the SI leader role or in the student role, who is Francesca Belain? Like, a little bit about your interests, hobbies. I am a person that hates to be bored. 
so I always try to find new things to do. So this quarantine, I found myself like not doing very much. For the first few weeks, I would play a lot of Animal Crossing on my Switch, but then I got bored of that really fast, and I wanted to do something, you know, hands-on. Like mm-hmm. uh, my mom and I actually started to garden. Um, we had no idea what we were doing. I have no experience with gardening whatsoever. I'm I'm actually known of killing all the plants that I own. <laughs> My my aunt would give me bamboos and um, like little, I didn't even know back then what type of plants they are. And I somehow managed to just not keep them alive. But my mom and I still thought about giving it a try. So we went to Home Depot, you know, Lowe's, buy all the seeds that we could find. Planted them in the backyard everywhere. So now I guess that's a hobby that we have. Um, Well, I... I, I water sometimes, but I like to mostly look at the fruits and mm-hmm. the vegetables that come out of um, the garden. But my mom and I, you know, thought about it, but and thought that garden and plants outside was not enough. So we thought about bringing everything into the house, mm-hmm. um, and that our house plant collection started. Um, we started actually with about three or four plants. It was never simple plant. It was like a, a succulent or two mm-hmm. and then easy plant. But we found ourselves finding excuses to get out of the house, to drive next to the nursery, to somehow make a stop there and buy plants for yeah. no reason. So right now we are at about 60, 60, 65. We counted last week and we're to that point where we're, we don't know where to put the plants. So we started to fill up rooms um, and then my, my, the laundry room even for plants that don't need much light. And now my mom and my aunt and I'm helping them start a plant business where we sell um, propagated plants on the Facebook market. So if you need house plants, contact me. My link is down below. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we specialize in fiddle leaf figs. So contact me if you want to buy some. That's awesome. I know nothing about plants. I saw a lot of people get into this plant thing during quarantine. I just I just don't do plants. I have to do like artificial plants, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm not even kidding. Like my little, my niece gave me a succulent and she like lectures me every time she comes over because she's like, has anybody watered this? And I'm like, I honestly forgot it was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, well, that's awesome. I think it keeps you busy and, you know. I don't garden, but I can see how gardening is is really calming for people. And and yeah, I think just the environment and especially when, you know, for me, if I find it satisfying to kind of be in where it's really green and it's really vibrant, I can only imagine like being the person who kind of made it all happen, like seeing a a, a plant just, um, it's like the fruits of your labor. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're able to kind of really see it blossom. So, so that I can see that. Any other hobbies? Any favorite shows? Now that you say favorite shows, I need to talk about them. <laughs> so I You're like, whoa, whoa, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, how much time do you have, Nancy? Um, so um, I've always been a K-drama fan. So I watch Korean dramas. I also watch Filipino dramas, but I know some people are afraid to watch or start watching them because of the subtitles. Sometimes people like to just watch the um, film going. But I really recommend um, everyone to watch, maybe start off with something on Netflix. 
they're really good. I find myself crying at like 4 a.m. <laughs> And, and this uh, is entirely off like subtitles. Mm-hmm. So it would just like the the they would speak in their native language, and then they would just have the translation on the bottom. But they're really good, Nancy. I, I yeah, I've never <laughs> checked. I'm gonna have to check one out and, and see what the hype is. Favorite movie? My favorite movie is I don't know if you've seen this. It's called Parasite. I have not. It's it's definitely it's more like a psychological thriller. I think it's it's a korean movie too it's on hulu i it won a oscar an oscar award for best picture for 2019 Mm. so it's a really good movie if you want something you know what i feel like yeah i feel like i had heard i've heard that title but i've never looked into it so right now i have nothing to watch so maybe i have to check it out yeah you have to do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah if we weren't if we weren't in like you know, stay at home or kind of, yeah, pretty much essentially living and working from our homes. Uh, what would you normally be doing on your right. free time? Mm-hmm. I, this is really weird, but I like to thrift. I like to, I like to go thrifting, not only in Fresno, but sometimes me and my sisters, we go out of town, like to LA, San Francisco to just to go mm-hmm. thrift. And it's just, it's something about finding that, really good quality piece of clothing for like three dollars and yeah. you know that it's like in good condition if you look at it really mm-hmm. but yeah right now i would say if we weren't if i didn't have to stay at home um because of corona <laughs> i would mm-hmm. probably be in la with my little sister's thrifty that's awesome and you're right you know the coronavirus hit i yeah i honestly thought like at first we weren't going to go entirely virtual then I thought it would be over around this time. And yeah, so you were able to experience it as an SI leader. I know I've talked to um, a couple of our team members from, you know, whether it's staff to a mentor standpoint, but specifically as an SI leader, you know, what was going through your mind at the time when we transitioned and, you know, we're having kind of an abrupt, immediate Zoom training and things like that? Uh, I want to start off my little story by saying that even when Corona did not happen, I, during monthly trainings, I always um, saw Zoom leaders stay a little bit after. And then I always mm-hmm. thought to myself, Man, I really hope I never do Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> because I, I was afraid of trying a new platform. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure you weren't the only one. <laughs> and um, in the beginning, I was also afraid of um, hosting sessions in office hours, seeing myself the whole entire time through my mm-hmm. screen. So when the SI team decided to um, completely transition 100% online, I was thinking about those things. But then in the back of my mind, I knew that this was for the students and that SI is something that students really need or some students really need for their courses. So I was up for the challenge and I wanted to learn about how to do it because I figured that I would be using Zoom too for other courses for my classes for Mm -hmm. nursing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was what was maybe the roughest part of adapting to an online platform? Yeah, I was afraid of first. I knew that as the leaders that did Zoom had um, technical difficulties, like getting kicked out of their own mm-hmm. session, um, Wi-Fi issues, even like the specific features on Zoom, um, not having 
um, an in-person session meant that if you come across these technical difficulties, it's all on you. Like you can't really, for example, if you're in the SI area downstairs in the learning center, you can't really run to an SI mentor really quick and ask them for help or, you know, just little things like that. Knowing that if you come across, for example, slow Wi-Fi um, and then it kicks you out of your session, it's it's all on you. You have to, you know, troubleshoot yourself and figure it out. Um, yeah, that was that was my biggest fear, basically, mm-hmm. coming across technical difficulties during a session. You know, we still experience them. That's still one of the things that just, I mean, when you're on, on, on an online platform, sometimes internet connection cuts out, sometimes sites crash, sometimes, yeah, it just, things happen. And I think being able to really be adaptable to that and not freak out. Mm-hmm. But I still experience technical difficulties to this day. So um, I definitely hear you. Francesco, is there any message that you have towards your SI leaders that may be potentially working with you? To my future SI leaders, one thing I want to say is that um, I want you to contact me if you have anything you want to ask, whether it be your planning form, something you want to talk about that happened during your session. So even if it's something that happened that might affect your session, anything at all, if it's about school and you need help with managing your schedule, I'm there to listen to you and help you with tips and tricks that could possibly help. But my main message is that I want everyone to basically reach out when they feel the need to. And don't be afraid to send me an email, text me, pop into my office hours, schedule an appointment, because I I always am here to help you through whatever. So please, please don't be afraid to reach out to me. And I'm so excited to work with all of you. Yeah, I'm really excited for you this semester, I think, to really immerse yourself in being able to help multiple SI leaders. It'll also bring challenges for you that will spark growth within your own experience in SI. So there you have it. That is Francesca, our newest addition, newest mentor. I'm so excited. It's going to be new for you to transition as we are online, but um this is also the karma for not wanting to do Zoom. Now you have to be a mentor through Zoom. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it'll be a great semester. And I, I think especially not only the new experience you're getting in this side, but also, you know, with your new externship and things like that. Um, so if you want to know more about Francesca or you want to buy some plants off of her as well, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a little plug for your side business. <laughs> yeah, then you're going to have to contact her. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Francesca. Yeah, thanks for sharing a little bit more about yourself. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to a great semester. That is another one of our team members. So thank you for listening and make sure you keep listening to get to know more individuals from our team.